Yes, people, it's episode 204 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Yeah, happy holidays. Because you can't say Christmas no more, because it's all PC gone crazy. Yeah. No, no one's even complaining about shit like that. That's what I love about the free speech babies, when they fucking appeal and argue against arguments that not even happening. You notice that? You notice that when you go online and you find out about a counter-argument by reading the statuses of the other side, moaning about the other side talking. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. So you won't ever hear anyone actually tweet or text or post anything to say, uh, I think Christmas is offensive. No. You will never hear anyone say that. You never hear anyone say, I don't think Christmas is inclusive. You'll never hear anyone post that anyway. You never see it anywhere. But what you will see is some fucking free speech baby go, oh my God, the fucking snowflakes don't want us to say Christmas anymore. Merry Christmas. Am I allowed to say that anymore? Bloody hell, 2020 can't say anything anymore. Just what it's to call a brown and black person a racial slur. <laughs> can't, can't say anything anymore. You never ever hear. You know what I mean? It's just bollocks. So, Merry Christmas to anyone who celebrates Christmas. And to people like me, who aren't even Christian, but just likes to, you know, eat too much food and see family. Did you say you saw family, Darren, in 2020 at this Christmas? Aren't you tier four? Uh, I didn't say I saw family. Uh, I I wouldn't admit that on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not saying I did. I'm not saying I didn't. I'm just saying if I did, I wouldn't say I did. And if I didn't, it's going to be the same story that I stayed at home in my bubble. That's the official line. Either way, okay. So how's your Christmases? Did you break the rules, huh? Did you break the rules and see your family? Hey, did you spend weeks leading up to Christmas working around fucking strangers? And then when it came to see your family, you went, nope, government said, no, I'm not doing it. I went to Tesco to be around strangers, but I'm not seeing my family. You one of those guys? Or you one of those people who went the completely opposite way and went, usually I spend Christmas with me, my mum, my dad and my brother. Just the four of us. But because the government are trying to tell me what to do, I had a whole fucking festival in someone's basement. <laughs> like, which way did you go? I want to know which way you went. I'm interested. Because there's no right or wrong. I guess there will be a right or wrong uh, in the future when we find out when half us are what. But who knows? Who knows, yeah? Who bloody knows? But so much has gone on this week. You know, we've had Christmas... Yeah, we've also, we had Brexit. Brexit hasn't quite got across the finish line, but they've agreed a deal. Do we understand the deal? No. I just fast forwarded to the details that I needed to know. Is it going to be data roaming when I go abroad? And apparently my network provider said, nah, we already give you free data in USA, New Zealand, Australia. We're just going to keep on giving you free data. Now, I'm trying to think whether all these networks are going to just stab us in the back because, you know, we're locked into these fucking 48-month contracts or are they going to compete with each other and be like, hey, we're the only guys that don't charge you data roaming when you go to Europe. So I guess that could be the way of like checking and balancing 
how much anyone really does charge us. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, but does it even matter if we're even allowed to leave? If we can't leave the country, what does it matter? Hey, still got all those drivers stuck in Dover, all those French drivers fighting with the police, scrapping with the police because they just want to go home. I don't know, it's just when a crazy end of the year, these plot twists. We had Storm Bella as a plot twist as well, trying to come in over 100 mile per hour winds. Seriously, that wind was nuts. And um, I, I generally thought um, I was going to wake up to maybe some trees on the floor, maybe a, a sizable branch on top of my car, but nothing. Just my food caddy. Just blown across the front garden. <laughs> that was it. That that's all it was. Just blown across the grass. That up. Go go pick that up. I mean, it's so funny though. Like when, obviously, we watch national news, so they'll make this big thing about how it's going to affect the country. But then because we're such selfish assholes, well, I'm a selfish asshole, but I'm putting it on you, the listener, that we're selfish assholes to make me feel a bit better. Because we're such selfish assholes, we hear about this storm. How does it affect me? Me. How does it affect me? And then I look at my food caddy tipped over. I'm like, ah, not that bad. Don't follow up at all. And then I'll be just trying to look at something else way more interesting and entertaining online. And then I'll see a little ticker that says, oh, Midlands devastated by Storm Bell. I'm like, what? Click on it and just see like someone's house is in three feet of water. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, didn't affect me though. Not a big deal. This storm wasn't a big deal. Why do you make such a fuss about this storm? It's because I, I don't live in a house that's now floating. That's why. But, um, but yeah, man, what else is going to go on this year? Well, let's go back to Christmas. Like, what presents did you get? I did the usual bit. I got some decent prints, got some money, which I need to I need to call. I need to call that person who gave me the money. I need to do that. Um I got some socks because I asked for socks. I need them. I need to do a sock audit. I'm going to go through my drawer. And I'm now I had two um tactics I was going to use for my socks for 2021. I was either going to throw all socks out and just go online and buy, you know, 30 pairs of of the exact same socks so I'll never have to pair them up again or uh, go for socks that have a distinctive pattern so then I always know what the pair is because I'm I guess I'm slightly a bit weird in that sense of socks um, I like my socks in pairs not weird but I need them to be the exact same pair you know like you can buy like a pack of black socks right w- one year then a few months later, you might buy another pair of black socks. They're not that different, yeah? But you know there's a little bit of difference in texture. You know, you might pull the sock on, you'll see there there's like a thicker material on the heel on one, and on the other one, there isn't. And most people's like, well, they're both black socks, don't care. Not me. Mm-mm, nope, nope, nope. Like, I'll turn over the ankle bit to see if the stitching on the inside is the same as the other one. I need them to both be a pair. Is that weird? Is that OCD? I don't know. I mean, it's not like it will affect my day if I have to do it, but I've got just loads of black socks in there that I have to be to pair up. So I think I might need to do that. I think my approach would have been better if I just got multiple pairs of the same sock. But 
uh, I got given socks for Christmas. So uh, with patterns on. So I have to go down that route until these socks get worn out, and then I will just decide. Look, I'm dumping all socks out. I mean, I could do it. Like, let me let me quick Google. Let me quick um quick Google. How, how much are socks? How, how many how many socks am I looking for? Because this uh it's gonna be extreme. What we'll do? A pair of sixty pairs of socks, men's socks. This is because this could be the way forward. Could be the way forward. Let's see. This is this is high end podcasting. Me googling about men's socks, men's socks, just black, plain black, black socks under twenty five pound color. There you go. You can't go wrong with black, can you? It comes to the socks. So these are dress socks. Ooh. So yeah, no, just one cheaper, way cheaper than that. They're trying to just give me some upmarket socks. Ten pairs for eight pounds. Hmm. So ten pairs for eight pounds. That's all right. How many pairs do you need? The socks to get through life. Forty. Forty pair. Eight times four is that thirty-two. Thirty-two quid on socks. Never have to worry about pairing them up again. I mean, that sounds like a sound investment, really. Jeez, might do it. Might do it. That's what I'll do it before the end of twenty twenty-one. But I just can't. Someone's bought me them as presents. I can't just get rid of them straight away. Um, what else do I want? Go buy myself. I think um, a massager. Yeah, one of those handheld ones. Not the ones that get misused by ladies on, on the internet. Not not those ones, no. I mean, I guess it is kind of like one of those ones, but no, this, no. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> seriously, when I found out that those, uh, those tools, I generally thought they were sex toys. And when I found out they're actually meant to be back massages, I was like, you women are absolute perverts. Not all of you, obviously, but um, ones that misuse domestic equipment. Disgusting. <laughs> Judging. Now, you have to see, it's just things are right. These back massages, because my wife said, if you're going to get one of these things, you should get one from a reputable source, not Amazon, because it's electrical, it'll break down. And I'm like, good point. He's plus get like a two or three year warranty. Um, I looked, I'm looking on uh, Amazon, because I'm looking at ones that are 30 quid, 40 quid. So that's going to blow up in your hands. It's going to burn your face off when you're trying to massage your head. Don't do it. And um, I'm like, cool, let me look at John Lewis. And John Lewis prices, £350. I'm like, I am risking it. I'm risking this thing exploding in my face. Because I'm not spending £300. Not a chance. So, um, which one did I put in my... Uh... That's the only thing I want. I want them to not have these bloody plastic. I want them to be silicone, right? Let's just add to basket. So need to do that. Need to buy a printer as well. So this is what I've spent my Christmas doing. Buying myself presents after Christmas. People ask me what I want. I say I don't know. Then when I don't get the things I want. Because I say I don't know. I just buy it after. And that's how we do Christmas, right? 
So then you get a printer as well. Um, but what else? What else? What else been going on? What else? Um, so you got Christmas, got New Year's coming up. New Year's means nothing because it's tier four. Now it's allowed out. Pretty sure there'll be some illegal raves. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the memes of Dominic Soler on on stairs inside people's houses. I know someone's going to do that already. Um, there's going to be this ain't going to happen this year. It's going to be all something like that. He's he's going to get a battering. It's been quiet this year, but things going to happen to him again. Um, what else? What else? Um, it's hard. It's hard to do a pod when you haven't been outside or really looked at the news. I mean, I've covered all the major events, Brexit, coronavirus, um, maybe TV. TV. Obviously, when you're locked indoors, you watch more TV. I watched uh, Netflix. I watched the, uh, was it the best of 2020? No, it wasn't. It wasn't best of 2020. What was the show called? 2020 Netflix movie netflix charlie brooker this is what was it called death to 2020 death to 2020 is what i watched yesterday um which is made by charlie brooker and stuff so you know it's i liked it i liked it um i think the issue is because it's charlie brooker everyone associates charlie brooker with black mirror and because black mirror is so flipping epic you, I think some people might have gone to watch it expecting the same thing as Black Mirror, and it's just not that. So I started watching, I watched like a minute or two of it because I was in like a Black Mirror binge anyway. I tried to convince the wife that Black Mirror is amazing. She's she's on the turn. She said she doesn't like sci fi. We get onto that as well, actually. Says she doesn't like sci fi. Um, but I said, no, Black Mirror is not really sci fi. You'll like it. And she's liked some episodes, not liked others. And um, so we started watching this and within about a minute or two, I picked up it's a comedy. I thought it'd be a darker comedy than, than it was. And she, she was like, I don't want to watch this. I like, oh, neither do I. I'm not in the mood for that. So I had to watch it in my own time. Um, so I imagine if you, are, if you aren't as savvy as me or sensitive as I am to, uh, to know what you're watching is going to be comedy from like the first few minutes. You probably watched that game. What the fuck's this? This ain't Black Mirror. But they did promote it as from the writers of Black Mirror. Rather than just say Charlie Brooker. Who is the writer of Black Mirror. But yeah. They're from the creators of Black Mirror I should say. So yeah. Um, but it was cool. It was funny. Um, a few comedy colleagues wrote on the show as well. So. Um, slightly biased in how I'm reviewing it. Admittedly. I wouldn't be able to just trash it, even if I wanted to. Because <laughs> I've got to see these guys. I'm not sure if they listen to the pod, but it's not cool. Um, so, yeah. No, but no, I, I wouldn't trash it anyway. It was cool. But, so watch that. Um, Black Mirror, going back to that, trying to convince my wife to watch Black Mirror and to like it. And what we worked out is, is fine. But the episode she doesn't like, I wonder you know, if you guys are the same with storylines. Realize she likes linear stories. She likes a start, a middle, an end. And if there's any kind of delineation or non-linear story going on, she's like, what the fuck is going on? What are we talking about now? It's not that she doesn't get it. She just doesn't like it. 
And um, it was so funny because we were discussing, like, oh, I've worked out, you, you like linear stories. It's not offense, no offense, but that's what you like. And I go, I'm hoping you're not taking it offensively, me saying you like linear stories because it's not like one's better than the other. I'm just saying you like linear, but you're not offended by that. She's like, Darren, you said for me to not be offended so many times, I now think you're slyly digging me out for not <laughs> for only liking linear stories. But that's what is me. I'm I'm a sucker for a non-linear story. Yeah? So I will immediately think a film is just better if you have one story going this way, another story going that way, another story going that way, and then in the last bit is that it all ties up together and you're like, oh wow. I think that's so smart. Um I remember that got pointed out to me, but I was back at uni, I was on a date with a girl, and I was trying to say how good uh, the film Crash was. And then she goes, let me guess, it's lots of different stories that tie up into one at the end. And I was like, yeah. She goes, that's not smart. I was like, oh, Jesus. I think she was studying like English as well, so she just really didn't rate it. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, but it's a device that, that draws me in, gets me hooked. Not her, though. Not her. Not so much. But we've been watching Black Mirror. Um, what else have we watching? I've been watching Big Mouth. Netflix series. Cartoon called Big Mouth. Um, if you haven't watched that, very funny. Um, it's about these teenagers who are going through puberty, who are literally um, followed by these invisible hormone monsters who talk and stuff. And, oh, it's just... It's so good. It is one of the few comedies that has actually makes me laugh out loud while watching it i haven't laughed out loud watching something for a while and this this has done it so that's my recommendation people watch big mouth on netflix um what else what else we going on what else um football don't talk about football anymore it's all god tits up arsenal are winning spurs are drawing football shit now you don't talk about football it's all funny when Arsenal were losing. We don't, we don't talk about football now. Alright. Um, I don't think there's anything else to cover before we just get on to Dear Deirdre's or because this is going to be the last pod of the of the year. I think it might be. Yeah, so I can't really make this the New Year's pod. This is just a pod just to rant about Christmas and stuff, right? About overeating and Turkey, not eating turkey for the whole year that you eat on Christmas Day. But do you know what? This is the second year in a row that the turkey has been delicious at Christmas. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, let's see. EU ambassadors approve EU UK trade deal. There you go. That's good. Anything else happening on the news? Any major thing. Schools can reopen in England, they reckon, in in January. I think that's bollocks. Um, South Korea has first cases of England variants of COVID. Jesus. Um, UK set for bumpy period as new EU rules come in okay let's actually let's try get let's do one more thing about the eu let's try to understand what's going on with this um with this 
A quick guide to what's in the Brexit deal. Is this actually a quick guide? Don't make it a video. Not really that quick. What do we care about? Look, so trades. Do we care about trades? No, this isn't a business for travel. This is us. Travel. So UK nationals will need a visa to stay for stays of longer than 90 days in the EU in a 180 day period. And there will be extra border checks for UK travellers. So we're in a different queue. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I say we're in a different queue. We're now in the queue with all the people that's all loads of fucking paperwork with them. Um, you know, the foreigners, the proper foreigners, the foreign foreigners. Not us, we're British. How can we be foreign? We're British. I know we're in Spain, but we're British. Um, EU pet passports will no longer be valid. Okay, that's not relevant to black people. Uh, British travellers will still be able to access emergency healthcare in the European Union. That's good. Um, EHICS cards will remain valid until they expire. According to the UK government, they will then have to be replaced by a UK global health insurance card. Let me look into one of those because I lost my EHIC many moons ago. I don't know where it is. I think it may be in a cupboard somewhere. But um, we'll see. Uh, so maybe if I apply for an e-hick now. Um, from, yeah. Well, let's see. I guess we need to get one anyway. You need to get some sort of card. I'm just running around with no insurance. Um, the UK and the EU will cooperate on fair and transparent rates of international mobile roaming. Already said, my... Uh, provider will not be charging me more. Fishing, don't care about that. European Court of Justice. The UK will no longer be bound by judgments made by the European Court of Justice, Prime Minister Boris Johnson said. Um, okay, we'll see. I think that's going to be the big one, right? I guess crime, laws, not just crime, just new laws. New shit's going to just come in and we're like, you can't do that. It's like, nah, you actually voted for us to be able to do this. Um, exactly, so shut your mouths. So, um, it'll be interesting, it'll be interesting, but I think for most of us, we won't really see the difference. That tends to be what happens. Um, I guess that's my position of privilege, eh? That I just don't notice these things. I mean, to be fair, this year, 2020 hasn't really been affected too much by coronavirus uh, for me, except for working from home. I mean, so I've been really lucky, really, really lucky in that sense. And I'm hoping that luck continues with this Brexit thing that I'm just not affected by it. Or consciously affected by it. If I have to pay an extra 20p for something or a pound for this or that, so be it. I'll do it. Right, let's go. Dear Deirdre, let's get into this. Uh, dear Deirdre, my ex-booty called me, my ex-booty, ah, oh, okay, so you're playing word of your ex-booty call, but they've actually booty called you. No, your ex-booty called, I like, I mean, now, I just can't read. Dear Deirdre, my ex-booty called me in secret after he remarried his former wife. I don't even know what that means. Um, dear Deirdre, my ex told me he was gagging for sex and wanted to meet up. I jumped at the chance, hoping we might get back together. Uh, what? That just reminded me of flipping Iggy Azalea and Playboy Carti playing out their fucking shit relationship all over social media. Apparently, didn't spend Christmas 
with his kid uh, because he was filming a music video. He was doing some promo stuff, um, which I don't think is worth posting online to make out he's a deadbeat dad, for one, because uh, he's working. So I think that's one of the few excuses that you're allowed to not be with your family at Christmas is if you're working. Uh, Number two, you had a baby of a man called Playboy Carty. Um, if you don't know anything about rap music, his name's Playboy Carty. Um, so he's probably not, you know, the most stable guy to, uh, to start a relationship with. Um, but yeah, they're like, they're back and forth online. Um, she got some sympathy, you can say that. Then she's got some other torrent of, <laughs> of abuse. And then, uh, and then she posted online that, uh, they're all good again. And he'll do more. He'll try better next Christmas. And the internet kind of roundly said, we don't care. That's your shit life. Keep that to yourself. But anyway, so I jumped at the chance of hoping we might get back together. But he hadn't told me he had remarried his former wife. Ah, I'm 41. He's 43. We are both divorced and met online. We were together for six years and he ended it two years ago. He never really said why. We didn't have children together, but he has two sons who are more or less grown up. After we split, we would send the occasional text asking after one another, but that peters out. Then one day last year, I drove through the town where he lived and it made me think of him. I texted him when I got home and asked how he was. He said he was pleased to hear from me and suggested I go over for a catch up the next day. Uh, We sat and had a coffee and talked about old times. I blurted out that I still loved him, but he said he didn't want a relationship. I left, but texted him on his birthday saying that I'd treat him to lunch. What is wrong with you? He turned me down, telling me to move on. There you go. Move on. Uh, then in the summer, he texted me out of the blue, uh, asking if I would meet him as he had a sex issue. Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't... What is it when you're... Maybe I've just never been that deep in love. Or maybe I'm just not stupid. One of the two that I'm just not... So this person's rejected you, told you fuck off, move on, and then they've called you and go, hey, I've got a sex issue, come meet me. And you're like, yes. But they don't rate you. Like, Where's your pride? Where's your stubbornness? Where's your pettiness? You know what I mean? Because it's one thing if like you've been rejected and then you go, I'm going to have sex with this person and then not call them back. Ha, that would be me getting them back. But when you know you fully love the person, I'm going to have sex with them and then we'll go home and cry. <laughs> it's like, what? That will show them. Um, anyway, yeah, sexy. I assumed he just wanted to talk it through and with someone he felt comfortable around. He said he was gagging for sex but was struggling to get an erection. He asked me to wear... A sexy short skirt and heels. I made an effort and we met. He had no problem. I was able to get an erection with me. Jesus. He said it was the best sex he had since we broke up. We parted on good terms. I was hopeful that that might be the start of us getting back together. I felt sad when he didn't contact me again. But life carried on. Last week I was bored on Facebook and feeling a bit bored. And last week I was on Facebook and feeling a bit bored. So I ended up going through his son's page on the site. I was shocked when I saw photos of the wife my ex had cheated on with me. Wearing a wedding dress and standing next to my former partner. It turned out he had sold his house and had married her again. 
I would never have agreed to meet him if I had known. I'm devastated. Uh, right, so all you need to do is just delete his number, not torture him again, and just chalk it up to the game. You're like, ah, oh, that was shit. Right, there's no need to go and blow up his marriage. He's unhappy. Let him stay in that. Don't give him that release to get out of that unhappiness. If he wants to get out of his marriage, he should man up and walk out of it himself. But uh, don't you become the bitch who ruined the marriage, the home wrecker. Nah, just, just stay away. Stay away and just let him just destroy himself in this relationship. That's that's what we want him to do. Um, right, let's see this next one. Text trap my girlfriend is so clingy by text i'm worried she wants to control me dear deirdre when i'm at work my girlfriend phones and messages me constantly she's so clingy and wants to spend every hour with me she even demands i go straight home from work to meet her for sex jeez we are both 31 i've only been with her for a month but the other day she said she loved me get out <laughs> when i asked her to repeat it she claimed she she had said something else I'm starting to worry that she will become too attached and start trying to control me. Listen, the red flag is there. Don't ignore it. Okay? For me, when it comes to red flags, I think it's better to overreact to it and be lonely than to underreact and then be like, fuck, I, I saw that. I saw this coming. This is my fault. Because granted, you could, it, it may not even be a red flag. It may just be, oh, that was weird. Note that. And it never comes up ever again. It was never a big issue. But when you've seen it and then you're three years in the relationship and it's still there and you're like, oh my God, I spotted this on the first time I met them. Why am I here? That's your fault. Yeah, they're fucked up. They've got their issues. But that's your fault. Why don't you take control of your life? Hey? I die, man. Um... Right, next one. We'll do two more, so. Sexting cheating. My wife will not stop sexting other fellas. How can I confront her again? Um, you just leave. My wife says that the sex texts she's sending other guys are just banter, but I think there's more to it. She has sent several men flirty, dirty messages and pictures. Nah, come on, throughout our relationship, leave it out. I forgave her and she said it wouldn't happen again. But a message popped up on her phone last week from a new guy. She so said, these are new guys. What the fuck is this? He was talking about sex, telling my wife to, to dream of him. When I confronted her, she said it was just banter. I left the house telling her I couldn't forgive her again. But I love her and we agreed to talk. She said she likes the excitement and the riskiness. I'm 36 and my wife is 34. We agreed she could continue to flirt in if she shows me the conversations, but I'm not sure this is doing any good for our relationship. Bruv, get some self-esteem. Right? I mean, she likes the riskiness, so I would have thought maybe she wouldn't want to show you the messages because it becomes less risky and sexy. I mean, I don't know. Okay, man. Um... But yeah, you just got to leave. Got to leave. If she... Or get counselling, maybe. Because I guess it's not actual cheating. It's not physical cheating. 
doesn't even seem to be like emotional to you. It just seems like she's unfulfilled within herself, within life. So I'm not sure what the fuck that is. But it's not cool though. It's um so no. Is she like good to you in any other way? You didn't even give her that, you just said she does this. So if she's bang average every other way, like you know, she's not nice to you. And she's still sexing these other guys. Ah, just let's fuck it off. I know marriages shouldn't be thrown away that easily, but then that's what she's doing, right? By continually sexing new guys is nuts. Anyway, sex stress. I want to be sex buddies with my sister-in-law because my wife's a boring bed. Perfect solution to that issue there, mate. When your wife's a boring bed, bang her sister. Wait, you say sister-in-law? Or is this your, like, brother's wife? We'll see. Um, I wish my wife was more like her sister in bed. Okay, she's such... Oh, so you know what the sister's like in bed. Fantastic. I used to be sex buddies with a sister who is hot. Wow. But my partner is like a lump in bed. How did this happen? It was a decade ago that I met my sister-in-law. When we were both singles, we were friends with benefits. So how do you end up marrying her sister? I don't get it. She married someone else, but it was no biggie for me as the sex was great, but I didn't much enjoy her company. But we stayed mates and a couple of years later, she she played matchmaker to hook me up with her sister. Now, that's a psychopath. That is a full-on psychopath, sociopath, psych, whatever it is, you're mentally tapped, yeah? It's one, I thought you met her sister, like, organically, and, you know, it's a thing of, you end up falling for each other, and now you've had to have an awkward conversation with the sisters, like, look, I've fallen for, I didn't plan for this, blah, blah, blah. That's what I thought it was, but no, your sister-in-law is a fucking nutcase. She's a fucking puppeteer and she basically likes playing with toys and then give them to her sister. She's loving this. She's loving the fact that she can sit across a dining table and be like, I fucked your husband. I had him. I could have him when I want, but you can have him now. Just know that. It's like Ryan Giggs and his brother, right? Ryan Giggs banged his brother's wife, but Ryan Giggs was dating his brother's wife before his brother got with her. So it's like, what's going on here? What's happening here? I don't know. I know one person, actually, whose brother is married to his ex. uh, And he generally does just see her as his brother's girlfriend. But he's he's just got a more chilled personality. But... They are identical twins, so that is nuts. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we stayed mates for a couple of years. Uh, years later, she played matchmaker to hook me up with her sister. She was a lovely person and we got married. My wife is 36. Her sister is 34. I am 38. I've brought up, explore, I brought up exploring her naughty side, but I don't think she has one. Yeah, you thought if I... I've had the sister, they'll both be freaky. No. No. People grow up in the same household over like the same TV programs, right? So why do you think the sex is going to be exactly the same? You flipping weirdo. Um But yeah, I don't know. Um Yeah, wait. 
So you're not even trying to bag the sister. You're actually just dissatisfied with your wife for not being like the sister. But you must have known this before you got married. This is for I, I can't stand. I was actually disgusted with my wife yesterday about people who get married and are like, I can't believe this person is like this. Yeah? So I get it. Some people change and some people, but some things really don't. And it's just like, I don't understand how people go into marriages just so blind sometimes or thinking I can change that about them. I know the old adage is men going to, women going to a marriage think they can change a man and men going to a marriage think the woman will never change. That's the, that's the adage, yeah? Like we, we get married, we meet a woman go, I want her to be as cool as she was in the first month I met her. That was really fun. She was really cool. Right? She... Because she's way more laid back as she tried to show that she's fun, right? And we all know they're not. <laughs> and the flip side is, women will get with a guy and be like, mm, I don't like that about him, don't like that about him, don't like that. But I like this, so I'm going to work on that other stuff. And that's what it is. But here's my thing. When you do get with someone, you can't be shocked when that thing doesn't change about them. You'd be shocked if something does change about someone. Something doesn't change. Like they're shit in bed, according to your standards. They didn't become shit in bed. Yeah? You know what I mean, I don't I just don't understand how that comes about. And then when you divorce, like they're this, they're that, they're this, they're that. It's like they were this and that before you got with them, during the marriage, and they're the same thing after. My ex-wife's a bitch. It's like, we told you that when you started dating her. My ex-husband's an arsehole. We told you that when you first started dating him. So it's just, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I think that's the end of the pod. I've been talking for a while. Um, get ready to watch some football. Because it's a football day. Every day is a football day. Uh, shit, yeah, it's football from 2pm. I'm talking now. So, anyway, people, that is the pod. Um, we'll do one more. Even if it's not before the New Year's, it will be talking about the New Year. All right? So, that's it. Uh, maybe you had a good Christmas. Uh, let me know what your New Year's plans are. Maybe you're seeking out for a big old illegal rave. Or you're going to stay at home on your own because New Year's is bollocks. Anyway, who knows? Anyway, that, that's uh, that's Chris Brain Dumpling. Episode 100 and... 204, 204. All right, peace.